0: Hello,
1: hello.
2: Hello. Hey, how's it going?
1: Doing good, man. How are you?
2: I am not bad, all things considered.
1: Not bad. Yeah, that's uh, very good to hear. How are you doing? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, discounting the general... The big things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, could be better, but you know we're working on it every day
2: oh good to hear man i know it's not it's not easy and we all have our own you know individual challenges with it so it's yeah yeah it's different sure. times
1: yeah it's um yeah it's nice to hear your voice man <laughs> it's been a minute
2: it has been a minute man can you can you can hear me okay as far as recording goes
1: yeah yeah everything's fine i was um actually having a little bit of issues with my recording stuff earlier because uh I'm, I'm not at mega studio or anything i'm not even in japan i'm just like with my own oh, stuff right now uh i'm in atlanta basically
2: oh fuck yeah okay yeah. i'll i'll, I'll stay, i i have my i have my little you know, I was trying to hold down my jealousy that you're in Japan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no, no. But wait, so, We're
2: in so the shits together. Because Atlanta looks like, you know, a lot of people are treating it as if it's open.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, Georgia was the first state to open like last year, maybe in April yeah. or May.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I've been seeing people just partying and everything there.
1: It's wild, man. Like, um, I'm not going out. I don't really know people who are going out like that. So I don't, I, right, I, I don't, right, right. I'm not seeing it, you know, through, uh, you know, any six degrees of separation. Um, I'm not yeah. really on social media that much anyway, but, Mm-mm-mm. uh, you know, I'll be somewhere else online and I'll see a flyer for, you know, uh. R- oh, right, <laughs> come to Roddy Rich's album release party. It's like, like everybody in free before this. Like, no, nah. like, what are y- what are we doing?
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's got to be interesting because, like, you know, there and and Texas and Florida, it's, right. it's got to be you know for people who do who do want to take precautions, it's got to be even more kind of anxiety making, like. You know, because, like, here I can trust that, well, there's basically no, there's nothing going on outside apart from basic, you know, basic necessity stuff and people out hiking and shit. But I know people aren't throwing parties and all that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, somewhere like Atlanta or those other places, you just, I don't know. I imagine it feels a little more tense, like, on a personal level because the culture of the community is not on the same page.
1: You know, it's, um it can i can see how it could be confusing for you Mm -hmm. know if you're in like a couple overlapping demographics like uh exactly right right when i was um like around the beginning of the the whole thing going on i was like Mm. yo everybody needs to stay home just don't do anything just like stay in your house and you know chill and this is like you know last year april i was like yo just like exactly yeah let's all just not do anything for a couple months or even a month and this thing will be over um Mm -hmm. but now you know it's 2021 uh you know people in the entertainment industry or you know the nightlife with gigs like that who depend on you know that kind of economy you know even i'm a little bit like all right man i you gotta do what you gotta do you know, I guess mm-hmm. you're assessing your risk in doing, uh, uh, taking as the le- least amount of precautions that you need to, uh, it'd be kind of shitty if you got somebody killed, but you know, whatever.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, what a fucking world.
1: It's pretty, it's pretty wild. It's been a revealing, a uh, year and a half, I guess to say. hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And you, are mm-hmm. you, you're in L.A., right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, this, this is the longest I've been in one place in fucking 20, since 1999.
1: That's crazy, man. You've been there the whole time?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I went to, I went to Palm Springs for a few days last summer. I went to Sacramento for a couple of days in June. But yeah, I've been here otherwise.
1: Did you, it's so interesting. You have like, um. You had so many escape routes you could have taken.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, yes and no. Like if I if I had no ties to being here, it would be different. Mm. But you know, my sons my sons in Sacramento, my partner's here in LA, um, and you know, like New Zealand is obvious, but yeah, it's also I mean it's really fucking expensive there. So I absolutely you know I absolutely like that could only be possible if I was. You know, giving up all my overhead in LA, um, but and then my mother's there. So I've been wanting to see her, but it's been complicated because you know, they have a two-week mandatory um, controlled quarantine, which you have to pay for, and then oh, oh wow. and then she's in a she's in a in a rest home, and they don't if you come if you come from overseas do the two-weeks quarantine. They don't let you on the grounds for another two weeks so it's like okay so it's a month i've got to be there so i can even see my mom you know yeah so it's all it's all kind of up in the air um but yeah in japan would have been cool but you know there's 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 enough reason to be here and i i felt the whole time i felt like well california if anywhere is going to be a decent place to be yeah
1: um i think cali maybe either cali or new york has probably been doing the best job in my opinion especially you know when you consider population and just you know yeah the amount of traffic from outside mm-hmm. of the country that goes through those two states
2: oh my god totally yeah yep yeah. but i just appreciate having all the outdoor space here and the temperate weather so you know winter you can be out hiking and it's, it's chill um yeah man but generally keeping sane, keeping healthy.
1: (laughs) Yo, um, I mean, this is like a super loaded question, but how, how different is your life or how, how drastic have any of the changes been since, you know, lockdowns were instated?
2: I mean, it's completely different, (laughs) (laughs) completely different. Um, we're, we're, wait, wait, wait! We're off the record right now, right?
1: Oh, I can cut this or cut wherever you. I want didn't. I, to. I, I didn't
2: know if you were already recording or or, or whatever because we're still oh, chatting.
1: So yeah, I'll... yeah, I've been recording from the beginning, but I can cut wherever you want me to. Okay, that's no, cool. It's good for me to know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you know, I've I've been a touring musician for twenty years, literally nonstop. So I, you know, I'd be home. Wherever where that was, I'd be home kind of long enough to, you know, (laughs) do my do my laundry and then think about where I'm going next. And so, it's been a complete lifestyle change. Mm. But um, it's been great though. Like I, like I think it was kind of yeah, uh, late March. Um, I had I've set up my whole my whole live rig. I don't usually set that up at home because I'm always going out I'm taking a year out but I was like okay let me, well let me set everything up because I'm not going to be packing down for a while um, and that felt really great actually just to have the whole the whole rig set up um, so I could just really you know stay creative and um, yes yeah, it's, it's been it's been really good for me I think to be in one place and kind of see what that feels like you know I think there's something about if you're constantly traveling and constantly on tour, there's a kind of adrenaline to it, and a, it's kind of addicting unto itself. Um,
1: yeah, I can definitely n- understand that.
2: It's nice to be, yeah, grounded and and I actually like early in the pandemic, I had a I had a um, a back injury that had been getting worse, and I found out that it was you know, actually actually fairly serious. Um, and it's it's pretty much cut it's coming right now. But I know that had I been on tour last year it would have gotten really bad so i think it's just on a on the kind of personal health tip um is, i think it's been really good to be <laughs> to be stationary
1: <laughs> so are you okay now
2: yeah i mean i mean it's it's like a it's a herniated disc so it's it can you know if, if they're really bad they need surgery but they can heal themselves and it just takes time and care and and you can't do that when you're getting on and off a plane every night, you know, hauling equipment, setting up, packing down. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's probably how it all happened in the first place anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, man. But it's, it's definitely been a different kind of time. And, and I like it, actually. You know, like I I feel like I was, I've, I've been touring nonstop for so long, partly, I mean, I love it. And it does have an addictive quality to it, Um, but it's also been my primary revenue stream. And so, to have that taken away and have to work out different ways to do this um, has been really good. And it's actually nice to know, oh, okay, so this can be done without being on the road nonstop.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, it's gotta. I feel um... like
2: it's gotta be balanced, you know.
1: Yeah, it's uh... a. Balance is always good. You never want to overdo anything. It, it must also Certainly feel pretty... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, you you must be feel a sense of pride also, where maybe you uh, identified as, you know, I'm an artist who tours uh, a majority of the time. And now you see, oh, I can... Also, be stationary and uh, still. I don't know if you're doing as well as you would have been, but you know, things are still good.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's I've it, I've, I've been able to maintain. I've been very very fortunate. Um, early in the pandemic, there was a an online festival called La seba Festival, and they brought me on as their founding artist in residence So I was mm. performing, helping curate, and. It's doing, I was, you know, I was very much, I'm very deeply involved with it. Um, and it's funded by a, it was funded by a nonprofit who really, you know, sought to invest in the project. And so I was lucky that it, pretty much at the start of the pandemic, I had a, like an online gig basically, um, which, you know, it, it, paid, it paid well and it gave me the opportunity to get, get equipment and get up to speed with my live streaming, um, so I was kind of forced into it with an opportunity um, that was, you know, creatively and kind of business-wise was beneficial. Um, and the community that came from that was great too. So it was kind of like it ticked every box. So I was really lucky to start the lockdown like that. <laughs> yeah. um, and at the same time, I I launched my Patreon um, membership community. And i had been wanting to do that for years, but, you know, Patreon – you know, its nature is it's a monthly subscription for fans, and at different different subscription levels, they get different benefits each month. And um, I felt like, as a constantly touring artist, that I couldn't commit to monthly deliverables, basically. Um, and so the yeah, you know, once touring was gone, that seemed like the right time. I was like, okay, cool. Now's the time where I'm I'm at home, and I can create. So I might as well get this going. And that's been amazing. Like. You know, there's there's members from every continent, all over the world. And the interesting thing is it is, is that it's it's the most it's the closest and most real sense of community I've felt with with people who love what I do in my entire career. Um
1: you mean um, you know, your Patreons?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like we yeah, we do like a like a monthly Zoom hang where we just you know get get a catch up and everyone's sharing music they're digging let lately we listen to it to get them talk about it so oh, okay. even that is just like that's like some core community building stuff and um and now you know i do live streams and i make an exclusive join each month and stuff but just to be building with these people um on the regular and knowing that what i do has value for them and it's it has kind of a has a really really kind of positive feedback loop in it Um, where it just keeps it just keeps kind of building this good vibe and positivity in it and I feel like you know when you're on tour and you come off stage and you know there's someone who's loved it and they'll share that with me and it's nice to receive that and we'll have a moment chatting but that moment can only go so far right yeah Um, it's kind of Like, it's really dope, but it's also kind of superficial. It's like, you know, they don't want to impose too much on the artist's time. The artist probably has other things to do as well. So it's like, it's a moment. But I find it really interesting how online culture, and for me, this is primarily through the Patreon, Patreon members, um, how the online culture has, you know, expanded to support the idea of community more. Um, You know, even... Yeah, even doing you know I did a a, a really deep good friend of mine um, Phil Asher, passed away a few weeks back um, you know amazing amazing person and producer and DJ and mentor and collaborator of mine um, and so he was you know he was in, in, in the UK and most of our most of our shared community was in the UK so I'm sitting here in LA when I when I found out feeling very disconnected mm. and so we you know set up a zoom with like all the a lot of that crew and you know that's so normal now so it's, yeah. i think it's it's amazing what's happened like you know the i mean imagine if this shit happened 20 years ago Fuck, man. <laughs> like no n- n- no broadband no netflix no like you know yeah.
1: i've uh i've talked to a couple people who you know have made that point and uh-huh. you know we talk about the uh, what was it 1918 the Spanish flu or the influenza oh, Spanish or whatever flu. it was. Yep. Yep. And mm-hmm. like yeah, when you were doing lockdown, then you were like in the fucking house, and that was it. It was like <laughs> you and your family. My friend was like, all you had was candles and the Bible. <laughs>
2: exactly. You didn't even have electricity. Yeah. And. And if, and if you want to go out and get some food, you might die. Like, Whoa. you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I think we're we're lucky in so many ways, right, as right. much as it's been so I was going to say blessed, and, but yeah,
1: lucky is a better word for it.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's that kind of double-edged sword, isn't it? If, if anything of magnitude seems to mm. have that kind of duality to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've I I can't complain. It's been it's been a time for me to um, also be more introspective and you know create some some create create healthier habits um, on a like person kind of mental, physical, mm-hmm. emotional, spiritual like on every tip and and you know re re kind of focus what I'm doing with my with my music work with my you know what I want to create and and what I want to explore. and But you know what's funny? It's like, so, cause I'm, you know, I'm live streaming a fair bit. Like, I mean, I'm not like on there every day or anything, but I'll, you know, I'm doing stuff for the Patreon most weeks or so. And I'll jump on Facebook or something once in a while just to say hey to people. Um, but it's all solo, right? And then I did a gig um, maybe almost a month ago now at the World Stage, it's a jazz club here in LA. And they've been doing these Friday live stream sets with, with no audience. And so I did one of those and I had, it was with the band. <laughs> and it was so, so out, just like. The band was there us. in it's person, like, you mean? Yeah. So it was like, a, you know, we were playing a masked gig, basically. And um, mm. it was just so out for all of us. because it's like, wow, we get to play, play with human beings tonight. Like, right. What 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 was this like again? Like oh wow, I do the I do this and you react, and oh you do that and I react. Oh, this is cool. You know, it was just I, I didn't realize how much I did that.
1: Yeah, it's gotta be. I mean, be that was really special. A little bit of a relearning, even.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's it is that kind of, it's like riding a bike thing. But there was there was definitely a psychological moment beforehand of like. Um, okay, do I remember how to play with other people?
0: <laughs> yeah um,
2: but yeah, that was that was really cool and just and just a great reminder of how special that actually is. And I know that's the same for people like you like my friends in New Zealand, where you know they' it's locked down again right now, but they've been open and been covid free. and there's just you know parties like they used to be. and my friends were saying to me how people are just so much more appreciative now because they know, that it could be different. Um, so that's, that. It's. It, I think there's so much, we're being reminded of the value in anything, anything we get to experience at this point, which we haven't been able to, to be reminded of the, va- the value in that, I think is really special. And going forward, hopefully, you know, hopefully there's a lingering, um, you know, po- a positive lingering residue from that. And it just doesn't, people don't forget suddenly. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I don't think people will forget. It's been pretty heavy.
1: I don't know, man. I'm never, uh, I'm never surprised by America anymore.
2: Well, America, yeah, exactly. this is true.
1: <laughs> but, but it's uh, gonna be. It's gone. Oh no, uh, I was gonna go off on something else, but yeah, what were you saying?
2: I was just gonna say it's 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 gonna be a trip like the like the world stage, this little jazz club we did the live stream from. That venues like that, um, you know, in any genre, like like the small to mid-sized venues, they're, they're disappearing, like, so fast. Yeah. I know, like, you know, every city has at least, you know, two or three venues that have announced they won't be reopening. And I'm sure all the ones that haven't announced, they still don't know how they can reopen because they don't know when they can reopen unless it's Texas or whatever. And that's like, do you want to open? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that I think that's gonna be really interesting because whether it's you know, whether it's the two hundred cap DJ Club or the or the hundred cap jazz club or whatever it might be, if you know, if that landscape, if that if that if that ecosystem has been decimated, as I suspect it has, that's gonna really affect the culture moving forward in so many ways. And um yeah, people will. People will always find a way to make shit happen. But still, it's like there was a. That I, I think that the places, the places that really can't reopen, oftentimes are the places which were really run out of love more than anything. Right. And and those those that's the element. It's not. It's not so much the room. It's the. It's the culture of, and the intention behind the room or the club. And so, I think taking that out of the ecosystem is is gonna have some interesting. I mean, I don't know what the repercussions are gonna be, but it's gonna we're gonna feel it.
1: That was one of the biggest things I was worried about or concerned when um all mm-hmm. this started to kick off and the lockdowns went into effect. Uh, yeah, because you know, a large part of my social circle um, are like you described people in the culture or who kind of gravitate or, uh, depend on whether those spaces exist, whether they're performing mm-hmm. or they work there or they own the place, whatever. And I was just like, man, I hope, you know, everybody's able to make it through and nobody loses their business or their livelihood or anything like that. And yeah. uh, thankfully, Um, At least the people I've spoken to, everybody's been able to make it work. So, you know, blessings. That's great. uh, Bless up on all that. Yeah, that's why, you know, I'm always a little worried when I talk to somebody I haven't talked to in a long time. And I'm just like, oh, are you doing all right? Is everything good? And, you know.
2: (laughs) Right, right, right.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, it's good to hear you all right. Uh, Sorry to hear about your friend.
2: I mean, um, me too, and it, it wasn't COVID-related, and it was out of the blue. But there, I mean, there's been so much loss happening. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's hard it's 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 hard to kind of single out anything really. Yeah, um, just a blur of people dying. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it was what the, I guess this the the silver lining for want of better words of my friend's passing has been a, kind of a reunification of a lot of the community that was around him which over the last decade has kind of fallen apart um and it's mm. quite you know, it's amazing when someone passes how that can really galvanize community again it's like they're doing their doing their last or e- extra good deed from from the, from the other side <laughs>
1: wow yeah that's a good point yeah yeah, it's, um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much over Zooms or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. doing uh, digital conferences where we all, uh, you know, coalesce um, through a webcam, but mm-hmm. it, it was pretty nice in the beginning, you know, when you have those friends that you don't see so often or you haven't spoken to in maybe a couple of years. It was, uh, it was good to just chat with some folks because I was, you know, just checking on people. So
0: mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. nice
1: to reconnect. And yeah, you, you, it really puts things into perspective. Like what's, what's important, you know, all this running around that I've been doing mm-hmm. the you mm-hmm. know, past whatever years of my life or, you know, reconnecting with some of my lifelong, really intimate uh, friends. And yeah, the pandemic does have some silver linings like those. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like
2: I feel like conversation in general, at least from my experience of the last year, that conversation has become a lot more intentional. Mm. And I mean, it's like before, you know, before last March, I wasn't necessarily, you know, if I was going to catch up with someone, I wasn't necessarily <laughs> scheduling it. And I wasn't necessarily knowing that it's gonna be a minimum a minimum of one hour. And it's and and that it's gonna be real. You know, it's like I, I feel like like I, I don't think I've had a single conversation that's been um to want a better words, pointless. <laughs> <laughs> like in, in the last year.
1: Right. Everything's a lot more intentional now. So much more intentional. And that that's that's incredible.
2: Mm. I mean, it should have been that way already, obviously. But I guess you know, it's taken. Sometimes it
1: takes. Yeah, it's, a shift, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, it's really perspective. Like. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, really, uh, uh, had some perspectives reset during all of this. Like, uh, like you yeah, said, yeah. you're, you're you may have been in like a touring mindset. You know, that's your main mm-hmm. focus you've kind of got uh, a bit of a tour tunnel vision. And I'm sure everybody had that with whatever was their main grind or whatever they were focused Mm. on. But yeah, Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's weird, yeah, how, like, um, us having to shelter down, uh, what was it called in LA? Shelter, shelter in place? Shelter in place, yeah. Shelter in place, yeah. Uh, Those kind of actions actually opened up a lot of things like the whole digital explosion um uh, oh yeah people interacting more collaborations that wouldn't have happened otherwise it's a Mm -hmm. it's a really fascinating period that we happen to be living in you know of course you have to caveat everything with you know all the tragedies that are occurring Mm -hmm. at the same time but Mm -hmm. you know it's a uh, Yeah. It's always good yeah. to look at, you know, what we can take out of it and improve upon and you know, make better.
2: 100%. And the
1: and and
2: the tech the, the tech additions are not going to go away when the pandemic's gone. I mean,
0: Yeah, right. You
2: know, it's it's only going to get better as well and I mean, the you know, I I don't intersect so much at all with the corporate world, but I imagine there more than anywhere like you know zoom has changed everything like you know for a lot of companies i can't, I can't imagine why would you have an off op- why would you pay for an office right exactly if you don't need to have an office i mean just why <laughs> and you know like live streaming for music and stuff live streaming is not going to go away it's, that's that's only going to get better as well so that's that's pretty exciting i think you know things that things that i mean you know seeing seeing really serious heavy respected acoustic jazz musicians doing online stuff is incredible. Hmm. Because like for, for 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 DJs the transitions obvious. Yeah. I think for the for the EDM world and electronic world they're naturally closer to technology so it's not a leap but I mean you know th- there used to be arguments about you know clubs Clubs putting streaming into their clubs, and musicians who are just so like so against it, yeah. And and so seeing just as as one almost a case study, like seeing how normalized the integration of technology and in this case live streaming has become in communities where it would have otherwise taken so many years to catch on, is is I think it's wonderful. <laughs> it's fucking great.
1: Yeah, I've, you know. I started doing some um, work from home online work in 2019, and I was Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just like, man, I don't know if I can go back. I don't (laughs) want to go back.
2: Like, why would I go back?
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And,
2: you know, I appreciate that because of the health and safety precautions we're taking that, you know... Forget coronavirus. I haven't caught anything from anyone in the last year.
1: True, yeah. <laughs> that's very
2: true. I mean, that's awesome. Like I haven't I haven't had a I haven't had a cold for like over a year. Not that I would always be sick or anything, but just, you know, you can see it's you can like now we can see very clearly how we were catching stuff.
1: Yeah, I had a similar like, realization yeah, uh, yeah like a, last month or something. I was like, Oh, I haven't mm-hmm. I didn't get sick this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, man. So very interesting times.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a it's a pretty interesting point you made about you know a classic jazz musician doing a Zoom performance. It's really uh, yeah, it's not really something you consider like click on a Twitter link to go check out uh, Yo Yo Ma or something like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and and then seeing some of them doing, you know, some some musicians doing those, you know, posts or whatever where they're stitching together pre-recorded separate performances, and which mm-hmm. is you know antithetical to what jazz even is. It's really, um, yeah, it's, especially it's in its in its kind of pure and acoustic form. But they're just making it happen, and it's I mean it's just I think it's really cool, and if if the you know I, th- I think of like sci-fi books and movies where you have post-apocalyptic earth and you know maybe this is our post-apocalyptic and the, and the apocalypse wasn't as bad as you know fiction would would make it out to be
0: hmm.
2: you know like in a in a kind of a like in, a, in the archetype and in the, in the in the paradigm of it the world's going to be different after this
1: yes absolutely
2: it'll, it'll never be the same again different absolutely. fucking different trajectory and that's 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 the the narrative of the sci-fi post-apocalyptic reality, right? It's like something huge happens and then the trajectories change. Um, so yeah, I, just, I don't know. I think about now and then, just like yeah, maybe this is it <laughs> in in a good way, you know.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, like you said, DJs were um a bit closer to the kind of a uh, technological shift or uh more far along in the shift than um like a classic instrumentalist I guess uh totally so when all the twitches and everything started popping off they were transitioning pretty easily and uh exactly yeah even you said you, yourself when you were trying you were you had been thinking about setting up your patreon but you know mm-hmm with the uh, engagement required there may have been some hesitation there what do you do you feel like um well it, it seems like you know how back in the day like maybe early 2000s or early 2010s there'd be maybe some artists or some celebrity who blew up off the internet it was like oh i'm he's an internet celebrity he like even before viral it was just like oh he somehow got 10,000 friends on MySpace and now he's a celebrity and maybe he'll be able to cross over into real you know being a right. real celebrity cuz the mm-hmm. internet community back then was pretty much its own thing. Everybody wasn't really a part of the totally. internet community back then. Uh totally. with all this going on now, do you feel like those lines are gone or a a bit more blurred. I I mean, I know in modern times it wasn't really like that anyway, but especially now since everybody's interacting online a lot more and, uh, you know, anybody who's come to prominence, you know, pretty much since March 2020 is an internet celebrity for the most part.
2: Right, yeah. I mean, I I think that the, you know, like like you're saying before, it was like, I mean, I think it's like someone like a Justin Bieber is a good example. Like, you know, he he had his, you know, as a as a young child was a YouTube phenom, right? a yeah. musician, and then was it Neo or someone signed him, or so, someone someone picked him up, right, and mentored him. Mm-hmm. And so he and so he crosses over into, you know, obviously massive success in in the real world. But I think now it's like you don't have to translate to the real world. Like, you're you can find your community and success and revenue and everything without leaving the internet right Mm. so the so the power the paradigms evolve significantly right um and i mean i'm I'm, i've been you know really digging into this kind of recent macro explosion of 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 the um the nft market um
1: you're the second person in a week that has mentioned nfts i still don't know what nfts are i didn't do my google yeah. the first time but i guess i'll have to now
2: yeah i mean look into it it's like i mean i don't quite have the the um the elevator pitch of what it is down yet but and it took me quite a lot of reading conversation and learning to really understand it and then to accept it actually just the idea of um creating having really having a scarcity and value for digital content. Hmm. Um, and you know, it's, it's kind of the, the opposite, the idea of like, Oh, I can, I can screenshot that. or I can just drag that onto the desktop or I can, you know, whatever. And then I've got it. Well, you know, we have, we have a copy of it, but we don't have it. So it's, it's creating a scarcity value around the actual, like a, a certified original of a file. Hmm. Um and it's incredible. I mean, I'm I mean there's there's there's, there's mind-boggling stuff happening every day on it at this point point. and um I think it's just interesting the idea of you know the whole the, the whole thing is predicated on the idea of decentralization. you know there's no it's built off ethereum so it's built off cryptocurrency, so there's no centralized centralization in the in the in the money or the system you know the whole nft tokens are that the the token goes on the blockchain it's like by definition it's not centralized mm-hmm. and i think that that kind of idea is incredible especially for music because the music industry has you know it's always been very centralized and and from its inception as a music industry it's been all about you know how can we exploit the creator and the artist as much as possible and earn as much as we can off them and pay them as little, little as possible. You know, there's, there's very little difference between, um, in principle between what I make on a Spotify stream and how an artist is getting shafted in the 1920s. Yes. You know, it's, it's the same thing, right? So the idea that NFTs bring about, um, and you know, I don't think I think I think that's the current iteration. Like, there's going to be different iterations, but just the idea that something can find value in the marketplace in a digital form, and that it's direct to consumer. It's, it's it's basically creator to collector. Like, there's on principle, there's no middleman, and so it's not it's not like Sony can just go in there and do some shit. You know, it's, it's all about the individual. Mm. So there's a very interesting sense of empowerment, possibility. I mean, I saw this EDM guy, um, this EDM artist named Blau, two days ago. He he has an album, and it was the third year anniversary, anniversary of the album. So it's been out for three years. It's on every platform, et cetera, et
0: cetera.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, And he he tokenized it, like he... he created nfts for each track and he sold he auctioned 33 nfts so he's auctioning 33 digital tokens that if you are a winning bidder and you own that token that certifies that you own this piece of digital content which represents the album or the track of the album or along those lines right it's, it's, it's a little abstract, but the mm-hmm. point is the point is that in 48 hours he made 11 and a half million dollars.
1: What the fuck off, a,
2: <laughs> off an album that came out three years ago and is on every platform?
1: Yo, I really thought you were going to say thousand, and I was going to say, Yo, that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean,
2: I, I, I've seen stuff make a couple of thousand, and I'm like, That's pretty good, but then what I mean, he, but he's you know, he's been working long and hard in this game and like in the in the, in the nft space and in the crypto space he really understands it mm. um but notwithstanding all of that it's a, it's a demonstration of what's possible it's kind of like it's it's a cross between when radiohead did their pay what you want
0: mm, and that was the yeah, first yeah, time
2: yeah. anyone ever did that and the first man on the moon like, that's impossible. The first, like, like they're never going to have a man on the moon. And then suddenly there's a dude walking on the moon, right? Right. So, so that, this is, to me, this is like a, a combination of those two things. <laughs> uh,
1: um, I, I know you said you're still doing your research and everything, but uh, are these like new developments or has this been baking for a while?
2: So, um NFT's been around for a few years. It's just it's just become um it's become a big thing.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, I gotta yeah. do some research. That sounds really interesting. It's um it sounds like it's the sh- evolution of uh, sorry to cut you off, but it's it, it sounds like the evolution of uh, artists, you know making a record and then maybe on their band camp selling a limited amount of vinyl for a crazy, you know, a crazy price.
2: Well, uh, look, okay, let's take a step further. So when you
1: give it to the like,
2: if if I if I to, if I tokenize some, some like a some audio or a video or whatever, and I and then someone buys it, I can like they have a thing called a smart contract. So the so the contract. Of what happens with this piece of content is embedded, kind of like in the metadata or whatever. It's embedded in the actual token. Like it's it's not like a in the re, in the, in, re, in IRL when you have a, a separate contract on a PDF or on paper. It's actually part of the thing, right? So I could say, okay, so on this piece of work, I'm going to get thirty percent royalty share. So mm-hmm. that means you buy it from me. And I get all that money, and then you have the token, and then someone else offers you more money for that token. You sell to them. I get thirty percent, and then they sell it to someone else. I get thirty percent forever.
1: Oh, oh wow! That isn't a step further. That's crazy.
2: It's it's giant giant steps further. I mean,
1: <laughs> yo, you uh, you explain that very well. Thank you. That's a uh, very you intriguing. Are-
2: it's amazing, man amazing wow so yeah so i'm excited about that (laughs) yeah very cool (laughs) but it's it's interesting because there's you know the kind of figures that are happening on the big on the on the kind of the the hype items it's it's amazing but
1: yeah it's not the average it's not going to be
2: it's, it's not the there. average, and and that can't. It, that's not the that's not the, the the guiding principle or the founding motivation. It's like okay, here's here's a space where I can put my art and it has real value, not not fucking Spotify telling me it's one third of a cent mm-hmm. per stream, or or not Bandcamp being a dollar a track, a dollar for a track. I yeah. mean, really? So yeah, it's it's pretty exciting,
1: man. Wow, that's dope! Yeah, I will yeah. definitely be doing my Googles now. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, this whole—it's pretty exciting. All the new, um, well, all the possibilities that are coming about. Um, I don't know if you've been watching the uh, the verses battles. Yeah. But bits, bits of bits of most of them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean those are. It's crazy how that was a concept that I guess Swizz had had for a while, but mm-hmm. it really took the pandemic for it to come about the way that it has. And
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And I think and, that besides like maybe a couple where the artists were, you know, in the same location, I kind of like it mm-hmm. better when they're separate like with the spectrum, oh, totally. kind of I don't know, it has a yeah. certain kind of vibe to it.
2: Mm-hmm. 100%. But and and just, you know, they have they have proof of concept as well, like that, you know, the artist goes on there and then their streaming numbers fucking skyrocket. Right. And you know, that's and obviously the only reason it's on Apple is because it's good business for Apple. You know, it's not they're not doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's amazing the things that are happening. And, and, you know, there's, there is an oversaturation of the marketplace as far as live streaming goes, but there's also something for everyone. And, you know, if you want to make an offering, no, one's going to stop you being online and as long as, you know, I think it's more about what you're offering rather than the metrics of what's happening. Um. Unless you're obviously talking about a, a massive brand, but I just just the idea that it's access for everyone, and it's the same with NFTs. Like in theory, anyone can can create an NFT, and you know that's. I mean, just sorry, not to harp on about that stuff.
1: But oh no, the, I'm uh, I'm super interested.
2: But that that really, what's created this current wave, it came from the from crypto art, so. Which I was hearing I was hearing a lot about crypto art before I heard about NFT, and then I heard them about them together. Um, and when you look at them when you look at the marketplace, it's it's largely visual art. Um, but that's kind of defining the the paradigm of what the marketplaces are and how they work. Um, but you can you can create a token for anything. So fascinating.
1: Yeah. Man, uh yeah, I feel like, you know, I was, uh, I watched um, some of your stream. I don't, I can't remember, I can't, you know, pinpoint which one, but I think you were sure. showing your setup.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I did, I did a group.
2: workshop one, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was uh, very informative. You're you're good at this uh, instructing thing.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I enjoy it, and I, I think, you know, I just, I try and, I try and articulate things in. I like the idea of articulating something technical in a in a digestible way. Um, and so, like I said, that's really what's about, right? You you know want to present something new to someone in a way that they can swallow. Um, and then just you know sharing process in general, I think it's really important. It's like you know, i could i could train someone and they could sit down on my rig and they wouldn't make what i make and mm-hmm. i wouldn't make what they make so it's the whole idea of being kind of secretive or anything like that i'm just like nah forget that just you know just share the knowledge and and then like i look at you know i look at um you know i'll be 47 this august and wow i um, i think I'm, i think on the inside i feel like i'm Maybe be 32 and, and then, Oh, well, thank you. Um, that's that, that's that, you know, I thank my mom that's the that Asian don't raise them. You know? <laughs> um, but then like, you know, a couple of years ago, say pre COVID I'm in Europe on tour and, and it's the same tour circuit as like people 20 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And, and when I was 20 years younger on that tour circuit, I could do three nights without sleep and all that kind of thing. And, and it's all fun. Um, but I think part of part of the aging gracefully thing is also you know the responsibility to to kind of kick back and contribute back to the culture and community and that means the next generation really right so so I feel like you know if I can if there's anything I can share it would that's my responsibility you know and that's part of that's that's part of legacy it's like if you know, for someone for whom, you know, if if there's some artists we look at and it's like, they were a great and they died, it's like whoever they had contact with, meaningful contact with, will never forget that. And that's what makes the the, the artist immortal, basically.
1: Yeah, it's a very, uh, at least in hip hop, you know, the each one teach one kind of concept.
2: Exactly. It's very important. So important. So important, man. So, yeah, I'm just happy to you know, contribute where I can,
1: for sure. Um, what what do you see the future once we get out of this pandem- pandemic tunnel? What's that all look like for you?
2: Um, I think for me... One thing I've one thing I thought from the from the very beginning of the pandemic is that if I'm gonna be out touring, it's it's gonna be a lot less. It's gonna be doing the things I really want to do when it really makes sense, um, whatever that might mean, situation to situation. But yeah, it's, I'm 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 not gonna be back on that hamster wheel. For me, that's a that's a massive
0: difference.
2: Mm. Um, and and yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, I have I have like two albums which were finished before the pandemic, which haven't come out yet. Um, oh wow! And then there's a two EPs which haven't come out. I mean, there's a lot of stuff which hasn't come out yet, which exists. Um, That's great to hear. So, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun having music to share. But, um, so th- so that you know that'll all do its thing and, you know, be, be shared with the world. And, and yeah, I just, I, I feel like I understand now, thanks to the last year that I don't have to, you know, burn the candle at both ends just to, mm-hmm. to be a light,
0: mm-hmm, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and so going forward, that's, that's what's up. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I know I'm not going to want to stop doing the Patreon, for example, like it just that has value in my life, kind of apart from the subscription fees, it really creates value for me. Um, and so, you know, I want to keep exploring that. And <clears throat> I'm curious about, you know, some more, some different studio collaborations. Um, there are different albums I want to make. Uh, I mean, you know, it's in a way nothing's changed, but everything's changed. Um, yeah. And then on top of all that, um, I was awarded a fellowship last year, uh, which basically it, it gives me three months in Japan. So I was supposed to go now, actually, and it's three months, kind of like a research project for for a new for a new body of work. Um, and because of the the pandemic, I haven't been able to go yet. So I'm hoping that either late this year or early next year, I'll do that. And that'll be great, because I haven't had that long in Japan for a long time, like three or four months. So I'm super excited about that. Um, very cool. And, and the work that will come out of that, like it's a whole... It's a whole story, but it'll it'll come to light in time. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely... It's that, actually, that's a good example. That's specifically very much an art project, as opposed to, you know, for the beat heads or for the club or whatever. It's like, you know, so... Um, that excites me too like really delving into projects which exist purely for the art and not for any kind of I guess commercial aesthetic reason
1: um and that's something that's definitely happening like whenever whenever the travel restrictions One, are 100,000% really... I can't even yep. tell. all right yeah,
2: yeah, no, I'm I'm hoping that it's gonna be uh, in the fall, but I have a feeling it's gonna be early next year. Um, but yeah, it'll be like a, a month in Hiroshima, a month in Kyoto, and a month kind of between round between Kamakura and Tokyo.
1: Yeah, that sounds dope.
2: That's oh, gonna be incredible. <laughs> I can't wait. I'll be able to finally get my language up to where it should be as well.
1: <laughs> I'm a, i am I was a, uh, I was really anticipating being able to uh, watch the Olympics live. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, still not sure if that's going to be able to happen or not, but yeah, maybe uh, dope the link up again.
2: Yeah, man, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the, just the idea of being there for an extended time is just so exciting to me. It's been it's been way too long. With you know, every trip other, otherwise it's been like okay, maybe I can be having, have one week off here, <laughs> but it's really been longer than that.
1: Yeah. Um, you said your mom is in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, has <clears throat> all of your family been uh, okay during all of this?
2: Yeah, I mean my. My mom is there. My brother is in Kentucky with his family, um, and then I have extended family in Japan. Um, that's it, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, everyone has kept well, and you know, I'm, I'm grateful that of everyone that my mother, because she's you know she's fairly aged and um, and not not in the greatest of health. Um, mm-hmm. It's great. It's great that she's in a country. I mean, firstly, where there's healthcare, but secondly, where they just really nailed this pandemic. Like, right. they've really done it done it right. Um, and there's no, you know, they, I mean, they're in lockdown again now because of four cases.
1: Yeah, it's uh, amazing. Like, uh, yeah. I was yeah. following some New Zealand news for a mm-hmm. little bit, like maybe during the middle of all this, and it was just incredible what they've been able to accomplish and really you know keep things under wraps for the most part
2: for real for real i mean it it shows what you can do with a you know with good leadership but also it's a closed circuit microsystem you know relative to america you know you you can't you know they'd have to shut down access to every state in this country yeah to do it to do what New Zealand did and, and have people and have a system where, where you can control the people like it's just not possible.
1: <laughs> yeah uh, I thought Japan was uh really on top of it and I mean for the most part they've been all right yeah. but New Zealand was it just on so. another level yeah 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 England proves you know it's not just being an island Well, exactly.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the the leadership goes a long way. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but and also the you know the the culture of the the citizens. I mean, you know, Kiwis are a pretty sensible bunch by and large, and and there isn't really kind of a like a real left wing right wing system going on. It's more kind of like you know center left and center right. (laughs) So it's Uh much. I think it's much. It's much easier for people to find the common ground. I think
1: that's dope to hear, man. Yeah, I was uh, yes. anticipating or trying to get somewhere in Australia after Japan. hmm hmm But yeah, uh, and I'd already lived there for a little bit. But, uh, and and I know this probably isn't the most uh, apt comparison, or you're probably tired of hearing it. But yeah, uh, very different countries and cultures, Australia and uh, New Zealand.
2: Yeah, 100, 100. I mean, I have I have some really dear friends in Australia, and I've had some really great times there. I've places I love. Um, but yeah, it's you know it's founded on on different principles. Its leadership is a whole different style. Mm-hmm. It's it's global political alliances are totally different this just a, it's a yeah they're very different countries <laughs> yeah. and, it's, and it's and it's history you know each country's history with their indigenous people is fairly different too
1: uh
2: um, yeah. which miles you know, apart, staying, apart right I, I, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm being very, very euphemistic <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah well yeah man
1: Yo, I don't want to uh, hold you uh, too much longer. Uh, I appreciate you giving me your time. No, good, man. Good to chat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, these have been, uh, even what, you know, I uh, I left Japan, <clears throat> like, uh, the middle of last year. Uh, but I, right. I still wanted to be able to uh, contribute to the podcast some kind of way. And kind of just fell into having these chats. Mm-hmm. I well, yeah, I'm saying this a lot but it's uh it's always good to like catch up with my people. It's always good.
2: Yeah, man. 100%. 100%. Um Are you are, are you an NBA head?
1: Not really. I have like uh, my specific players or team that I follow, right. but I'm not so heavy into it that, you know, I'm watching every game or, you know, if it's on, um, if it's on, I'm just watching it just because.
2: That, that's been one thing for me with all this, you know, without touring basically is that I, it's the first season ever I've been able to commit to watching every game the Lakers play. Right. <laughs> so LA. That's been really, yeah, that's been really cool. Yeah. I like just,
1: yeah, I imagine be in it's a position different where it's like Yeah. When, when you're like, your team is the Lakers. <laughs> when you're well, I mean, with the Hawks, have... it's a different proposition.
2: <laughs> well, Lakers had Lakers had a few rough years in there too, but um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, especially right now, it's
1: yeah. I think the, the Hawks are,
2: yeah, they're
1: they're somewhere down
2: down the table,
0: right?
1: <laughs> yeah, you we have our years too, where we're doing course, a little man. better than usual but uh, I'm not really sure how it's looking right now.
2: Yeah, man. No, I I mean, for me, you know, when I was in high school, like particularly kind of, you know, 89 to 91, those were years I was really watching NBA a lot. And I mean, Hawks had some gold and shit then. But that uh, was a long time ago. That's that, that, that's, that's thirty years ago.
1: <laughs> oh man, it always hurts when I realize the '90s were thirty fucking years ago. <laughs> you, oh you talking about the Matumbo years?
2: Yes, Bud Webb was there.
1: Oh, I didn't even know that. See, I'm not I'm not so Moses, on this.
2: Moses Malone, but Webb. That was. I mean, Doc Rivers was playing there then.
1: Yeah crazy I've uh this is completely off topic but I've like fallen really heavy into professional wrestling during this whole shit (laughs) I can't relate but I hear it (laughs) yeah I don't know why like I I had kind of gotten back into it um when I was in Japan but I don't know I guess being home all the time was just like yeah this is what I this is what I watch now (laughs) Hey,
2: which, uh, if
0: it, if it, no whatever
2: works for you, bro, as long as something works, it's all good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been very therapeutic for me, Mark. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> good, really connect with your inner, your inner <laughs> self. Yeah, I dig it. a right, cool, man. Yeah, good to chat, man.
1: Yo, I have a, uh, one more very specific and, uh, maybe kind of off, off tilt kind of question. Go on. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a track I called do called In Answer to Your Question. I do, yo. What is the time signature for that track?
2: <laughs> that is the question, isn't it? Yes, um, uh, what would it be? It's funny because I just played it, um, but it's hang on, it's. I think it's 11. Yeah, so basically it goes, like the 11 is broken up into five and six, so it goes five, six, five, six, five, six, six, five. Hmm. Or or it goes five, six, five, six, six, five. I can't remember how many five sixes there are, but I think it's three. But yeah, it's each phrase is an eleven. So the the speed which the da, 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 those first the speed of those first four chords that is the count. Okay. Yeah. So it should be it should be eleven, I think. Yeah.
1: I have to give it another listen.
2: Yeah, man, that was that was a that, that was a super fun project to record. It's my first trio record since
1: 1996. <laughs> man, um, I've been loving all the output pretty much since, well, you know, everything is great. Uh, but uh, especially when the Ronin Orchestra stuff started coming out, because I remember you had mentioned mm. it on the show earlier. And, mm-hmm. you know, all those albums, you know, Heritage included, and uh, then also the album that that track is from. It's uh, all been really dope, man.
2: Thanks, man. I mean, we ended the the Ronin Orchestra, we were supposed to play. Was it the Blue Note or somewhere? Like it was a, April last year, and so that obviously <laughs> got, got cancelled. Mm. But yeah, hopefully that that project still can come back to life. Um, that's pretty special. Yeah, man.
1: Yo, uh, very cool. It's always good to chop it up with you.
2: Yeah, man. Likewise. Take care out there in ATL. Cool.
1: Yeah, man, uh, you guys do the same. Uh, I heard things are looking a lot better now, so hopefully uh, all of this will be over or a lot better uh, sooner than later. Indeed. Indeed. Cool, man. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, Is there anything you'd like to promote or... Your social media, uh, where people can cash out on your NFT. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> whenever the NFT drop happens, that will be on Twitter for sure. Um, but I mean, the, the main the main place I want people to come and check out is the Patreon. There's so much so much good stuff happening there. Um, but that's Patreon.com, patreo ncom slash N-D-C-L. Okay. So yeah, that's that's the spot. For sure, I just actually I just dropped my tenth new joint there, so there's actually now ten tracks. There's a whole album that only exists on Patreon. Oh wow! Nice. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. But I like asking, "Wow, this is the tenth joint. That's that's an album." <laughs> yeah, man.
1: I'll make sure to definitely put that in the show links.
2: Please do. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right enjoy your evening
1: yeah i'm uh, i think i'm about to call it call it nice night. one A night and uh yeah you also enjoy your evening out there in la thanks man all right take, talk to you next time all man. right for sure all right peace peace